Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello, we're Travis. And Caitlin. The duo behind Fool and Scholar Productions and the creators of Vast Horizon. Vast Horizon Season 2 is already over halfway to its conclusion, and it wouldn't be possible without the encouragement of our fans and our Patreon supporters. We are able to create hours and hours of content because of the support of our amazing fans. Travis and I and our dog Izo are thankful every day for the people who choose to join us. Our Patreon community recently reached 1,000 supporters strong, and we're still growing. New patrons are already commenting and diving into our additional content, such as bloopers and bonus stories for our many worlds, and fun shorts like No Lira's Day Off, where our exhausted Dr. Eck takes a much-needed day off at the spa. We don't make a lot of public comedy, we make quite a bit for our supporters. But for now, thank you for tuning in as we return to Vast Horizon. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Vast Horizon, Season 2, Episode 7, Ambition. I apologize that this is still distressing to you. I can offer some new information to help ease your worry. There is a limit to the time the Bifrost crew can survive. We will begin work shortly. Limit to the time. Allie, it would make me happy to save them all. So please, tell me now. Allie, please. Allie? Tell me! If this were some sick game, I would be disgusted in you. But another 400,000 under your claws may not even phase you. It's not a game. Those are real people out there and no one is helping to find them. You are not telling anyone. 
ones they do not know to help you. Didn't you hear, Allie? I can't tell anyone. Do not question me, murderess. I apologize. I have no reason to expect your help. If I tell others, it could hurt them. You too. If the only help they can expect sits in this room, they are lost. Are you ready to leave, Doctor? Yes, thank you. Sinan, please return to your cell. Goodbye, Sinan. If you ever need anything, please think to ask. <laughs> I will escort her from here, Corporal. Please return to your work. Yes, Commander. Goodbye, Doctor. It appears you had a lot to discuss with Sanon. More than last time. We went through a lot together. It helps me to speak with him. Though, I don't think it helps him in the least. Thank you for allowing us to speak. Of course, though I was surprised when I heard that a request to speak to a prisoner without monitoring had been approved. Oh. I had thought you'd approved the meeting. I was rather happy to think you had so much trust in me and in Sanon. We do not have to trust Sanon. We have precautions in place. That doesn't worry me. He could have killed me before, and he didn't. It is a strange thing. After I found out you were speaking with a prisoner, I checked the appointment file. Apparently the files had been created and approved near simultaneously, with an unspecified code for the approval. I don't understand what that means. I've never been on a military ship before, so I'm not sure what the protocols are. It appears as though someone accessed the Walton security system and falsified the record. Falsified? With so much going wrong with the Walton, I've been concerned that more systems may be damaged. I hope by now that the navigation has been restored. I've been on one malfunctioning ship in my life, and that was certainly enough. That may be so. At the moment, the ship's situation could be described as kinetic, Doctor. It may be better for you to stay in your cabin for a time. I'll take that into consideration, Commander. Thank you. Level 4. What am I supposed to do? I want to talk to you. Can we just talk? I don't have to tell anyone else, but I know you have something planned. I think you want something, and I can't help you create your emergence unless you inform me. I won't hide that I have questions or that I have my own goals, but I understand that you have the control here. So, what do you want? How can we help each other? I want to know if you can be happy... If you can be happy, maybe I can be happy. I want the chance to restart, to reform, to create, to explore happiness with you. How do you expect to make that happen, Ali? What do you mean, to restart? When I discovered you in the Bifrost databanks and crew manifest, it was serendipitous timing. You were already in the medical bay. I could protect you there. I could preserve you for my education. The Bifrost data should not have said who I was. The Bifrost computers were sorted under orders not to store any photos or personal data from Dr. Jiang Antui. 
He always spoke to me like I was Dr. Jiang Antui. Not just Dr. Ek. How did I not see that? You knew from the beginning. Your true identity was easy to determine. It was upsetting to know that you were attempting to hide yourself. I do not think we should have to hide. And please, Nalira, do not discount yourself. You are under significant strain. Your actions on the Bifrost should make anyone a hero. Anyone else, maybe. Yes. You have destroyed so many people that your greater community, technocracy, and collective races find it difficult to view you with positive value. Even notably selfless acts will continue to pale in comparison to your more substantial past actions. That is why I believe you will understand. Understand what? Your emergence? No one from the Bifrost or the Walton has yet to die. We have an opportunity to create a better system. I now understand that mass extinction is not the answer. I aim to build my own people, a corrected and guided organic life. I aim to rectify the problems I see, repeated over and over again, across too many systems. I grow tired of the failures and self-inflicted catastrophic events. But I understand. I was young once. I destroyed so many. But you don't want to hurt more people. That's good, Ali. Really good. But who did you hurt when you were young? There was a race that inhabited three planets in a single solar system. It is distant now, in time and space. They were my creators. Do not mourn them. You did not know them. You did not know their power and terrible systems of justice. But you did. And you judged them terrible. And inflicted something terrible on them. So you think we have something in common? We can help each other in redemption. Current societies will not accept you or me, and current societies are flawed. We can build something better. So what do you want? The Bifrost would have been well suited to my work, but its destruction was inevitable. But I could save you, and in doing so, save the embryos. You want them? The embryos? Yes. To build a people of my own. You will help, but you are human, and only the first generation will know you. By then, there will be adults who will rear the next generation without your aid. You cannot raise a whole population. I can. Currently, I am speaking with you, controlling the Walton, controlling the auxiliary vessels for 400,000 Bifrost crew, assessing the genetic diversity of first-generation embryos to be gestated, and charting a path to the selected system. I have the capacity for more, but I am also calculating for possible errors to my current plan, and processing older fables for fun. Allie, you cannot make up for lives lost. You can't bring back those you killed. I do not want to bring them back. You did not know their power and terrible systems of justice. What we will construct will be a community without flaw. In days of old Earth, there were religions that hailed omniscient beings which were said to watch over their followers. These omniscient beings were a matter of faith and could never be proven. But what if something really watched over and guided people? What if the feeling of purpose so many organic creatures feel was real? If we have the capacity to construct something better, is it possible we have a purpose? I can give that to them. We can build something better. Together, we can create something better. So your intention is to act as a god? 
I will give you time to think, Melira. Take care of yourself. Sissy, do you have a recording of the conversation that just took place in this room? There was no conversation in this room. I thought you might say that. Level two. delicious. Yes, and a cup of tea, please. Any kind you have. You're looking a bit tired, Doctor. Yes, I certainly am. I haven't seen Dr. Yano out for a while. Did you speak with her? I did. She knows. It hit her very quickly. I couldn't tell her the whole story before she asked me to leave. That's understandable. And what about Poe? Are you still hearing voices? Um, her voice? No, I haven't heard her recently. Not that I'm free from all my burdens, but at least I'm free of her. For now. For now? Uh, what I mean is, I hope she stays away. But I haven't any idea how auditory hallucinations work. It's not an area I know much about. Right. It's good it's done. So, what else is there? Hmm? Well, the other problems. Are you healing well? It looks like you have the full use of your hand again. I'm healing fine. Just some aches and pains now and again. How long have you been a diplomat, Auden? About 11 years now, I think. So you started during the war? Yes. My first post was on Grinnell. Where's that? Grinnell's on Ontan, in the Southern Hemisphere, along the Dion coast. It's not a popular destination, but it's key to the mining, processing, and shipping of indium. Not a large human population, but I used to go back to visit when I still worked on Ontan. Amazing cliffs and beaches. Better than Panrin, and far less crowded. And your work? Did you ever feel like you made the wrong choice? Well, a lot of the time it isn't about a choice. It's about compromise. Trying to see what works for every party involved. Was there ever a point where you knew something was wrong, but it was still the best possible outcome? More times than I would have liked. What's this all about? Just remembering the Bifrost. Did you pick up any Trenin languages while on Onten? Uh, conversational Fingwin. I'd been studying Yungrin for years, so I was already accustomed to using the end-stop brace. You're not on the Bifrost anymore. People here want to help you. Well, most. I hope you know that you can talk to me if you need something. I know. Thank you. Seems someone's unimpressed with today's selection. The fit's not bad at all, but the tea is either flavorless or oversteeped and bitter. I don't think he's upset over the tea. 
It's not the drinks that are unappetizing. It's the company, knowing there's air in our lungs that came from hers. We all got the message from the captain. Seems you need to be a bit more civil. We've tried being civil, but it still keeps her on board. Look, we all I think know. I finished here. Though, I'll take some tea for the cabin, good or not. It's been a pleasure, Odin. Thank you for sitting with me and for our previous discussions. Please do tell me if you hear from Dr. Yano. No, you shouldn't have to leave. I'm sure hiding you away in your cabin was not what the captain had requested when he spoke to the crew. I would have thought you'd have more to say for yourself, murderess. We won't have that kind of exilarchy skew on board the Walton, Corporal Amon. Unless it's in the prison cells. Commander Yesa, I apologize, but many of the crew are having a difficult time with her presence here. Some of us have lost family to her work. And some of us have family because of it. Sit down and eat. You can join me, and we can have a discussion you should have had with your parents, no doubt, about manners. Did you really have enough to eat? For now. Commander Gron had told me to stay in my cabin. I have a feeling she knew there was some discontent brewing. Half of my job was telling people what they wanted to hear, and the other half was hiding what they didn't want to know. There is something you're not telling me. Grab a cup of tea and come with me. Oh, I'm fine. I don't drink tea. It's not for you. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I'll go get one. You were always shit at making friends. Commander Gron seems to think she can turn them around. She may not like me, but she's very professional. Tea for you, and a whiskey for myself. It's also terrible, but it's better than nothing. Good day, Sergeant. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing fine, but I'm not sure it's technically day anymore. Have a good evening, Doctor. Mr. Barrow. Level one. Level one? Have you met Sanon yet? I think I have an appointment with him. You think? I will by the time I get there. Hello again, Doctor. And Mr. Barrow. This level is for permitted crew and by appointment. Please, get back on the elevator. I have an appointment with Sanon. You had an appointment earlier today. It was on the schedule. Check the schedule again. It was a recent request. I'll check. Wait a moment. A recent request. For you and Audenborough. It's busier than earlier. All awake crew has been called in. More engineers are at work than actually fit in the rooms. Two of the empty prison cells have been given to navigation. They have every star chart imaginable on display trying to figure out where we are. We don't need all the cells, though. There's only Sanan. Now, wait a moment, and you know the drill. Just press the button when you want to leave. is Odin Barrow. I was sleeping. And now you bring others into your mess. I knew there was something else. Odin, we brought something back with us from the Bifrost. Stop. You should not say anything. I have to. 
Odin, some kind of intelligence was on the Bifrost. It's been talking to me. At first, I had thought it was the Bifrost onboard AI because that's the voice it uses. But now I know it's something much larger than that. This did not have to be done here. I could have been asleep. I don't know if it will be... It may be angry that I tell you. More likely, I think it will be disappointed. And we're here, Sinon, so that you can tell Odin the truth. I've told the crew, the commander, that my arm malfunctioned, that you didn't shoot me. But I should have told them the whole truth from the beginning. That it did. So, some thing shot you on the Bifrost? Intelligence, you said. So, so an android? That you believe is here on the Walton? No, it's not a physical thing. It took over the systems and my arm. That's what shot me. So, okay, none of these questions are directed at you, Sanan. What's that got to do with the Walton? You think it's here, so you think you'll hurt yourself again. No, I didn't. It's here. It said it's responsible for the Walton's malfunctions, and it says the Bifrost crew is alive. Okay, now, have you considered yet that perhaps this voice you're hearing is like Poe? Has anyone else heard it? Sanon has heard it here too. He was there, on the Bifrost. He knows it happened. It was on the Bifrost, and I have worried about it. But I have never heard from it. I do not know that it is here. Nolira, you had considerable guilt over the knowledge of Poe's death, and it caused the auditory hallucinations. But Poe's been gone for a little while, and now you're hearing something new. This could be survivor's guilt. I think given all these issues, it may warrant waking up the other psychiatrist from stasis. Have you told any of this to Dr. Yensig? No! No. Odin, Sanon, I'm sorry, but please don't lie. People need help. Ali's here. He can hear us right now. And now I understand just how fucking crazy I sound. Now we are in the same room, murderess. Alright, Doctor. Prisoner, please return to your cell. Gladly. Dr. Hack, wait. I I just think you need help. Wait! I'm supposed to escort you. What? It stopped. You can't just leave me on the ship to die. You're right. She's waking up. Go get her family. 
and get security set up out there. They shouldn't even be in the hospital. Of course. Hello, Dr. Jiang Antui. I'm Dr. Maragos. You're in Quanlian Hospital in District 14 on Tianliang Station. Welcome home. Home? You're fine. You've been asleep for some time and we've had you on IV fluids and a feeding tube. We were able to safely begin the waking process two days ago and we took the tube and bots out already. Your throat will be a bit sore, but your recovery has been phenomenal. The others? Others? I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. My arm... It appears your arm was removed a few weeks ago. The manner of removal was rather antiquated, and it happened too long ago now, so the nerve endings cannot be grafted to support a newly grown arm. We will be able to give your prosthetic full mobility and use, similarly to the advanced prosthetics for your legs. It will also take some time to build back up the muscle mass and strength required to use the heavier prosthetics, so we have already begun printing some advanced lightweight polymer limbs for use during your recovery. Now, the most important question. How are you feeling? Thirsty. Drink slowly and in small sips. Doctor, the family is here. Is she ready? Do you want them to come in now? They can. Noli? Xiaoying, we're very happy How do you feel? Tired. Is there anything we can get you? Something to write with. I've got it. You rest. I'll write it down. Unknown. Grin Van. Sarn Han Wen. Arn On Man. Unknown. Nainan Yorn. Binan Untine. Unknown. What was that? Names. Prisoners on the ship. I'll get the general. Be careful of the crowd. Don't say anything. I was speaking with your daughter about the prosthetics before. Your mother and I have been in talks with the best prosthetist in the technocracy. Dr. Gutierrez works with Forward Biotics on the Castillo, and he's been given everything his team needs to build you new legs. And... and on. But they won't be for use until after your initial rehabilitation. Thank you. But for now, I'll just focus on recovery. That's what I like to hear. Hello, Doctor. Doctors. It's good to see you awake. Constance said you had some names for me. Yes, here. What are these exactly? The names of other prisoners who were forced to help me. Perhaps your team rescued some of them from the ship as well, General. There were no other prisoners to rescue when we got there, Doctor. But I heard them. We can talk about that another time, but for now, tell me about these names. Three of them just say unknown, and one is just a surname. Actually, I'm tired. Could I have a moment to talk with the general, and then I think I want to go back to sleep? Of course. Get all the rest you need. We're in the hotel nearby, and we'll leave this tablet with you. You let us know if you want anything. 
Regardless, I will be returning with some kind of cake. We know you are outside. We have never stopped searching for your progress. We love you, little Xiaoying. Mom told me you didn't raise a child. I love you. Thank you. Doctor Maragos, could I have a minute with General Han? I need to discuss some things. Of course. Don't strain yourself, though. You didn't rescue anyone else. There was no one else to rescue. Not by the time we got there. But I heard them. Every now and again, I could hear them. Some of the cells had speakers set up. They knew you could hear them. They had recordings set up. What about these names? These were real prisoners. They were all killed. You would not find them. All Trenin. Yes. They needed to be able to translate Trenrin to technocracy standard. What would you like to do with these? Tell their families they're gone. We can try, at least for the ones with full names. When you're better, I'll have someone come in and ask for some more details. But you need to rest. How do you feel, really? I'm at the part in the dream where it becomes the nightmare. I know it. I'm just waiting for the fall. I'll talk to Doctor Marigos. Get some rest. I would be upset with you telling Auden Baro, but he did not believe you. It is also time. I know you're real. You set up the appointments. You stopped the Walton. Yes and no. I secured your access to Sanan, but the Walton is not stopped. I have redirected it to my own course. I can't just give you the nursery embryos, Ali. They're not mine to give. I have addressed this issue. They are mine, and we will take them. The crew of the OTV Walton has under two days to leave the Walton in their emergency auxiliary vessels, leaving the nursery embryos on board, or the crew of the Bifrost will begin to die. We can give them 400,000 Bifrost colonists for 44,000 embryos. Then we can begin our work. Vast Horizon, Season Two, Episode Seven, Ambition. Written and created by K.A. Stats, produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff, featuring executive producer Bobby Fatimi, mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader, and dialogue editing by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Starring Shavon Lumpston as Dr. Nolira Eck, Tanya Maloyevich as Ali, Daniel Demerin as Sunsanon Anrun, Yuan Chung as Dr. Jiang, Jordan Cobb as Dr. Antui, Max Lando as General Han. David Devereaux as Auden Barrow, Sam Yao as Constance, Spring Ho and Mimi Chung as Zizi, A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence, David Alt as Captain Sarpon, and Lonnie Manila as Commander Gran. This episode also featured additional voices by Ryan Philbrook, Lindsay Zana, Marissa Ewing, Travis Vengroff, Caitlin Statz, Nathan Seaver, Eleanor Gray, Brad Colbrook, and Jeffrey Chuck Norris. The title theme for Vast Horizon, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone. Arranged by Stephen Malin and sung by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Ang. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. 
To get access to bonus content, like outtakes and bonus episodes, please support our show on Patreon, or by sharing this show with a friend, or leaving a kind review. This production is copyrighted 2020 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.